Four and a half billion years ago, planet Earth did not exist, nor the other planets, nor the sun. All that did exist was a ginormous ball of dust and gas spinning slowly through the galaxy. That ball of dust and gas collapsed in on itself. Dust and gas squeezed together to form sun and planets, including Earth. It's a tidy story, but it leaves out a lot. Just how did dust and gas turn into star and planets? For clues, we look at rocks. Rocks of Earth, rocks of the Moon, rocks of Mars. And we look at meteorites, rocks that have fallen from space. Most meteorites came out of the asteroid belt, chunks of rock and metal orbiting the Sun between Mars and Jupiter. I spoke recently with Eric Asfog, professor of planetary sciences at the University of Arizona and co-investigator on the Psyche mission, which will launch a spacecraft into the asteroid belt tomorrow morning. For me, the real puzzle, not just with asteroids, but with planets generally, is why are they all so different? There is no real good theoretical explanation why the planets are all so different. I mean, a number of us are working on these ideas, and most of them have to do with collisions and maybe distance from the star. Let's say you want to create an Earth in order to have a habitable planet. Well, that's kind of like a roll of the dice that came up in just the right way. If instead of rolling dice, you form things just more methodically and systematically, the planets are all going to be about the same. I mean, think about gas giant planets, you know, Jupiter, Saturn, thousands of exoplanets discovered so far. When you go and see them, well, they're big gaseous objects, mostly hydrogen and helium with, uh, you know, some differences based on how close they are to the star, some compositional details. But the first order, they're, they're lifeless. They're enormous gas balls. So if those were the only planets that ever formed, you might have no chance for life in the universe. Likewise, if everything formed uh, being like the moon, and you formed a bunch of rocky, airless objects that are about 3,000 miles diameter, you might never have life either. And so there has to be this process where you not just roll a pair of dice, but you roll a huge number of dice, and then you're trying to see under what circumstances do things come up with all sixes, which is kind of what you'd need to get something like the Earth. Looking at the asteroid belt, we're seeing a lot of different possibilities of how things can come about. Exactly. And I think the asteroid belt is kind of a way of getting a handle on what happened in planet formation. Psyche, as I understand it, was once much, much larger, but its rocky outer parts got blasted off by collisions. Well, that's the explanation that ran into some problems. You know, it's it's sort of the original simplest theory that is fundamentally right in some respects, but it has this one problem. So imagine Psyche about twice the diameter, and it was surrounded by rock, and you had some big collision knock all this rock off, or you had hundreds of smaller impacts knock all this rock off. The immediate problem you face is where is all this rock? Crustal-type rocks and mantle-type rocks are very rare among meteorites. Crust and mantle are the rocky parts of a planet, like Earth, above the iron-metal core. Crustal-type rocks and mantle-type rocks are very rare among meteorites. You know, science, you tend to paint yourself into a corner and then look for a window where you can hop out. The idea of Psyche being blasted away, we painted ourselves into a corner and then had to think of a, of a way that you could remove the mantle through a very different kind of collisional mechanism. And that's what led me to hit-and-run collisions as uh, the mantle removal mechanism for Psyche. 
It's a hypothesis. It's the idea that Psyche collided with something bigger than itself. You know, maybe could have been something the size of Mars, but could have been something much smaller. So Psyche could have run into one of these bodies and... In that process, it would lose its mantle. This is something we've demonstrated in computer simulations. Collide them into each other at solar system type speeds. You can rip the mantle off and out goes core material, which would be psyche. And then you've disrupted all this rocky stuff. And the reason that rocky stuff wouldn't be around anymore in the meteorite collection or among the asteroids is that it rapidly gets swept up by the target that psyche ran into to begin with. And so it's a self-consistent story for why you would have these metal-rich objects without a bunch of rocky material left over. I am hoping for the best for a successful launch on Thursday. I want to thank you very much for talking with me. I look forward to talking again in the future. Hey, thanks a lot, and thanks for the good luck wishes. Every, every mission needs a little bit of luck uh, for everything to work well. I've been speaking with Dr. Eric Asfog, co-investigator on the Psyche mission to launch tomorrow into the asteroid belt. For KVMR, I'm Al Stoller.